I'm Kale Helms, and this is Thundercast. On this episode, we will be interviewing Mr. Ted Bechtold and Mr. David Riffle about the construction at Eastern Green High School. Could you both introduce yourselves? Uh, I'm Ted Bechtold. I'm the superintendent of Eastern Green Schools. I'm David Riffle, and I work for the Stephanogel Group, and we are the Clerk of the Works. What does Clerk of the Works mean? Clerk of the Works, um, basically our role in this project is to provide oversight over the project, um, to make sure that the contractors are in line with the specifications. So what is your role on the remodeling of the high school, Mr. Rechtold? Um I would say my role is not so much oversight as uh, kind of the final decision making on certain aspects of the project. Um, everything from looking at some different color choices that we had to make, um, also trying to determine what additional uh, work we want done as part of the project, because as we got into the project, we discovered there's some things that we needed to do additionally beyond the original specifications. And that, that's been kind of the uh, where I've worked very closely with David on trying to figure out what it is we need to do to make our project the best we can. So would you help us understand the history of the new building? Uh, sure. The Eastern Green High School, uh, we relocated this building. I was an English teacher here at the time uh, in March of 2008. Uh, at that time, we moved over here on a weekend. It was kind of a rushed uh, job, but we got over here and got set up, and uh, the class of 2008 graduated. It was the first class that graduated in our gymnasium. Probably within nine months to a year after moving into the building, we started having problems with water getting into some of our windows. Um, that water then you know, migrated down the wall, uh, both on the inside and the outside, and caused various kinds of uh, uh, aesthetic, kind of cosmetic damage. Uh, we had big chunks of the wall falling off, uh, not in that first year, but uh, several years down the road, uh, and just became an eyesore. Um, we filed litigation on this building uh, in 2011, I believe it was. May have been early 2012. And uh, we were in litigation for over five years. And we finally settled uh, out of court um, and are using that money to uh, reconstruct our high school, do all the renovations. Um, so... I realize that the water was an issue, but are there any other reasons that it was so necessary to rebuild the new high school? Well, um, aesthetically, it was a mess. I mean, anybody that drove by, it was it had become an eyesore. Uh, you know, it was 10 years old. A 10-year-old building should not show near the wear and tear that our building was showing, at least on the exterior. The interior, all the exterior walls on the interior of the building also were having trouble because of the water that got in behind the drywall uh, and the ephus that was there. Um, all that has to be replaced, and we are doing that now. Um, additionally, there were some questions about the structure. Uh, our structural engineer reviewed the, the building, did extensive testing, and felt comfortable that it was structurally sound. We felt as though uh, it would benefit us and uh, promote the longevity of the building if we added some structural steel to the exterior of the building. So we, uh, in the design, we came up with what we call an exoskeleton, which is structural steel that's around the outside that connects through the existing wall. Uh, and then we have uh, either brick or metal panels that go up over that. 
So a lot of it was aesthetic, was how it looked. Uh, but there were some questions about uh, structure that we wanted to address. Additionally, we had some settlement issues. Uh, compaction was not done very well uh, when we did the original building. Uh, so we had a fall of about an inch and a half, almost two inches in places in the cafeteria, and that floor had started to fall in places. Also, the uh, atrium, or the back atrium, the big glass two-story uh, part of the building, uh, the concrete was buckling out there as well. So we had to dig all that out, and uh, they used something called helicals, which are really kind of an interesting concept, to uh, basically jack up the floor. And then they backfilled and got it all put back together, and were able to pour a concrete floor that should stay in place and be level for many years to come. So being a student at the high school, I deal with the construction on a daily basis, but could you help parents understand the daily construction at the high school? Well, yeah, it um, it's a challenge, and we certainly have appreciated the flexibility that the students have shown. Uh, the students have been great. Uh, we've not heard a whole lot of grumbling from them at all, which has been wonderful. We uh, The exterior of the building, it was just a lot of noise, a lot of uh, activity with the replacement of all the windows because we have all new windows throughout the building. Uh, and that required that we actually empty three to four rooms at a time. And during those times, those teachers were relocated to other parts of the building, to the science labs or to computer labs or whatever it might be. And in doing that, not only were the teachers relocated, but the students had to get used to going to new places about every 10 days. Uh, you know, three or four more teachers would be relocated. So it has been a, a bit of a, a challenge. We've had some entrances that have been closed, so students that were used to coming in the building a certain way had to make some uh, allowances for that and, and plan a little bit of different strategy to get in and out of the building. Uh, but all in all, the students have been great. Um, and uh, for the most part, our teachers have been great as well. Uh, you know, teachers are creatures of habit. You probably discovered that as a student over the <laughs> last uh, few years. And uh, sometimes it's harder on them than it is on the students, I think. But all in all, we've done very well in that area. Yeah. So have we had any major surprises in the reconstruction of our high school? Uh, I'll let David kind of start with that maybe and then we'll go I'll, I'll throw in some that I kind of came across as well but so as far as surprises go um, I guess the 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 amount of compaction issues in the cafeteria was what was pretty drastic once we removed the concrete there was about a nine inch void underneath the concrete that was a um, surprise um, now what whenever we installed the helical piers which um, is basically, if you can think of a big long stilt, we drove them about 20 feet in the ground, and that is actually what is supporting it down to bedrock, and that is actually what is supporting the, the floor now. So that was definitely one of the big surprises. Um, I think uh, something else that came into play was uh, the uh, original plans for our building uh, were not very complete. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, absolutely. So once in a while we'd uh, be working on, as part of putting the exoskeleton up, we had to put a grade beam, which is a uh, big uh, concrete uh, slab that goes all the way around the exterior of our building. And every time we would go to digging, 
we'd find something else, uh, electrical wire, uh, a grounding cable, perhaps a, uh, uh, a drain of some sort. And some of them were not marked on our original plans. So that caused us some concern, I think, because we really weren't sure what we were getting into, as is typically the case in a, a renovation or repair job like we're doing. You really don't know what you're getting until you get into it. And honestly, Weddell Brothers, our, our contractors, have been very good about working with us as we came on these new cha- came upon these new challenges to uh, figure out the best way to, to make it go. And between Weddell Brothers and the Stefanogel Group's expertise, and they've done a number of these projects over the years all over this part of Indiana, um, they've been able to come up with some good solutions, uh, um, I think quality solutions for reasonable prices which has allowed us to hopefully stay within our budget for the uh, for the project, which has been great. With these setbacks, what have we done to make up for lost time? Well, uh, I would say uh, Weddell Brothers has done a, a fairly good job of uh, bringing people in on weekends at times, uh, working some crews, bringing in bigger crews of, of construction workers. Uh, larger crews, uh, larger numbers of construction workers, particularly when we're working on the inside, uh, when you're finishing uh, sheetrock and uh, taping it and sanding it and then painting and or priming it and then painting it, it, it does require a number of people to do that kind of work. And when we got a little bit behind, they would bring extra people in to do that. We also honestly have gotten, you wouldn't know it with all the rain we've had, but we've had a lot of good quality days for them to be working outside, um, which has been helpful. If we'd have had, you know, we could have had horrible weather uh, that really would have delayed us. And we're looking like by the end of December, the exterior of the building, except for the drainage and some of the landscaping that has to be done, will probably be complete, we were hoping. So that's that's pretty impressive. I was speaking with um, my family about this podcast, and... I know that many people are concerned with the high school being completed by graduation. Do you guys believe that we will be on track to finish before then? Yeah, absolutely. Substantial completion is um, scheduled for April 1st, and I believe that we're going to be able to accomplish that, especially the interior. Like Ted said, the only thing left on the exterior of the building is going to be the hardscapes, the landscaping, that type of stuff. And we should be able to get that done in as soon as weather breaks after in early March. Weddell Brothers wants to have it done by April 1st. The, they, when we originally looked at this project, we probably thought it was going to be an 18 to 24 month project. We're going to get it done in one year uh, at their request. They wanted to do the project, but they needed to shorten the time frame dramatically. That's why we've been able, we've worked to uh, free up three to four classrooms at a time. So even when the weather's bad outside, they can be inside doing some of the work, and they're gonna they're gonna get it all done by April first. Uh, we hope to have some extra landscaping done for graduation. Um, we have some ideas on uh, uh, some flowers and things that we want to put out front to make it look good, uh, because we do want it to be a, a source of pride for our community. So, what are some of the obstacles in the oncoming process of the redesign, or even obstacles that we have seen in the redesign, as well as like going on into the future? Um, I, again, I think the biggest problem that that we have run into has been uh, the unknown. I mean, it, it, when we were digging on the two-story glass curtain wall out here, we discovered that 
there really wasn't a footer out there, for example. In that column, there's a big column that's out there, really wasn't supported in the substantial way that it should have been. That required us to do some additional work and to do some additional digging and, and put in a lot more uh, foundational work than we had originally planned on. But again, it's usually been that we've just discovered something we weren't aware of before, which is, like I said, in this kind of project is probably the, the biggest obstacle that we run into. So I know some people are interested in the design of the new building. What were some of the priorities in? I can address these? that if you want me to, David. Sure. Um, the big thing that uh, w the school board, uh, Eastern Green School Board, uh, came up with, as well as when we've had discussions, um, was that we wanted to uh, provide a building. We couldn't change the overall shape of the building. The basic structure was going to stay, or not the structure, the, the basic facade was going to stay the same shape, but we could add to it. Uh, so that's why we incorporated the brick that we did, why we've got we're going with contrasting uh, panel, metal panels. And we've added, we've changed the way the canopy is designed. All these things we were hoping, and I think I speak for everyone on the board, was hoping that it would be a more traditional looking building. I think the original design, while interesting to some, was not what people expected to see out of a school building. Um, and I think you know, I've had it. I've heard it referred to as the Lego building, or you know, the Tinker Toy building. Uh, we wanted it to be a more substantial, traditional building that would last many, many years into the future. I mean, that was our goal. Uh, and from a design standpoint, I think what the uh, architects, Schmidt and Associates, came up with uh, is doing that. And uh, I think it's a it's going to be a quality building we can be proud of. So, could you inform us on some of the work that has been done to the building and it will be done in the future? Um, well, as far as the work that's being done, uh, we basically put, our, like Ted said, we put a grade beam around the entire building, basically built a entire exoskeleton, which creates new walls, uh, depth of walls, and a whole new exterior of the, of, of the building itself. Currently, um, we're working on the inside rooms right now. Um, drywall paint um, on all the exterior walls and, and all new windows um, so there's been a been a big project the windows have been a particular uh, issue because well, the original design uh, I mean I taught here for several years before I went to the central office there were so many windows in every room that trying to darken the room enough to be able to use a projector system or or some sort of uh, visual aid in your classroom is very difficult so we went in and uh, eliminated some of the windows. In doing that, we not only helped with that problem of, of too much light, we also sub substantially reinforced those walls because now uh, in place of those windows we have uh, a CMU block which will uh, hold it, uh, will, will, much, will make the uh, wall much stronger uh, in addition to eliminating all so much light. Um, so I know some people don't really know what the Stefanago Group is and what they do for us. Could you inform us? Uh, sure. Um, basically, our role is um, just mainly keeping the contractors um, honest, <laughs> uh, keeping them in check, make sure they put everything into the, the project that is supposed to be, that the architects have spec'd out, just being here as an oversight and making sure that everything goes smoothly as far as scheduling and, and um, 
all the the paperwork side of, of the contracts and one of the things that I that I appreciate from the Stefano group is I you know I'm a, I'm an educator I'm, I'm not a, a building contractor or construction engineer or anything else like that I know what looks good and I can look at it and say yeah that looks great but I don't know the underlying uh, engineering or the construction work that needs to be done to make it look that way so the Stefano group has provided their construction expertise and kept the contractors like David said, honest. Uh, and I'm not saying that any contractor is necessarily dishonest, but we want to make sure we get the product that we uh, uh, were told we would get. And uh, that's, I think, uh, an important part of what the Stefano Group does is they, they provide a, um, a well-informed uh, liaison or go-between uh, between us in the school and the school corporation and the people who are doing this work for us. So I think their construction expertise and their ability to gauge when things are done properly and when they might need to be redone is really super important to the final product that we're going to get. I know that some of the problems with the building were um, unique, to say the least. Well, how do we know that they will finally be fixed with the reconstruction? Well, um, I think just the... Uh the expertise and the uh, the quality of contractors that we've had on site, um, I, I've been really pleased with their work and 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 how they have dis- decided to uh, solve the the problems that come up um, on a day to day basis. I think one of the um, strong points of what we've had uh, what we've done here is that we are um, in changing the design. We've addressed many of the questionable. Uh, pieces of the original building. Uh, the original plan, uh, in hindsight, may not have been as, as good as it should have been. Uh, that being said, I think uh, some of those shortcomings have been addressed by the architect, and certainly the contractors have worked hard to fix the things, uh, such as uh, the window, uh, water infiltration in windows, as well as some of the structural issues. Uh, to the best of their ability. And I feel very confident that when we finish, you know, we're going to have a watertight building that's going to last a long, long time. I know we've had many smaller issues during the reconstruction. Like a couple months ago, we had a major water leakage in the gym. What have we done in the short term to make sure that other issues like that don't happen? Well, I would say um, Probably the best thing we've done is uh, increased or decreased our response time when those things happen. Uh, the, the one issue that you're talking about specifically had to do with our gymnasium and one of the doors, the exit doors down near our gymnasium, where in the midst of one of these torrential downpours that we had in football season, uh, we all remember those, uh, one of those downpours, we had three to four inches of water in a very short period of time, and the water could not run off fast enough and the water pooled down there by that door was actually about 12 to 18 inches up that door and wound up going in and around that door. So we had water migrating towards our gym floor. Thankfully, our, our janitorial staff custodians were here and they were able to, to fight it back until the rest of us got here. And we were here till, oh, I don't know, 1 a.m. that morning, I guess, uh, drying things out, setting up fans, trying to make sure that we didn't have any problems with our gym floor. Gym floors are very expensive. We wanted to avoid that at all costs. But since that's happened, um, I think we all are much more aware 
and we watch when things, when the weather's looking like it's going to change and we're going to get storms or we're going to get wind or high wind, we kind of are, are better at preparing for that. And I think Weddell Brothers and the crew that's here has learned a great deal from those challenges because they, they anticipate, they're anticipating some of those things now, which I think has been helpful. Absolutely. Is it difficult to work around an active school site? Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, it, especially the um, whenever, whenever you're working on a daily basis around a lot of people and you can't be in and out of the, the building as a, any other job site would be, it's definitely presented a challenge. We're, we've worked through it. My hats are off to the staff, the principal, Mr. Lewis, um, Ted. Um, they have been very accommodating and in, in in as much as they can be, and and we've worked through it. Well, one thing that I, uh, you know, I could compliment the Stefanago group in this area as well because one of the things they have done is they've set up very uh, stringent security procedures for the uh, construction workers. Um, they're all uh, have all been uh, gone through extensive background checks. Uh, they all have uh, badges to get in and out of our building. Um, they um, are very aware of uh, what we expect from their behavior while they're on site, and uh, that's primarily what uh, the, one of the things that Stefanol Group has really done a great job of is making sure we can continue to have school and do it in an orderly fashion, even in the midst of all this chaos. Uh, because it has been. It has been some chaos, to say the least. So I know there's been a lot of interaction between students and construction workers at the building just because of we have to share this common space. Don't you feel that may be odd, though, having students and these random grown men almost um, interacting well, with each other? I think uh, part of what we've done is we've set up a precautionary um, um the security background checks, um, the um, amount of supervision that Weddell Brothers has on their contractors, uh, subcontractors. Um, the subcontractors are out here are very much aware of what our, our expectations are. Uh, and while, yes, they have certainly been a few, you know, mistakes here and there, uh, perhaps a construction worker dropping that hammer on his foot like he did one day and saying a choice word. Uh, that probably was heard by students um, was not in the best thing that uh, could have happened. But that being said, uh, I think the interactions have been very limited, uh, and certainly I've not had any reports of anything that uh, I'm overly concerned about. Is there anything else you believe the community should know about the redesign of the building? My comment wouldn't be about the redesign so much is that I'd like to just let the community know that this building was never properly dedicated. Uh, when we moved in here in 08, because we moved in in mid-year, literally on a weekend, uh, there was no formal dedication of this building. I think that's a, that's a mistake that was made uh, in hindsight. We're going to rectify that. We're going to have a, when we get it all done, we'll have an open house and a dedication and, and allow people to walk through to see what the building looks like uh, and, and, you know, to, to see the work that has been done uh, to help make this uh, a symbol of our community and certainly uh, uh, something we can all be proud of. So we'll, we'll be doing that probably before graduation. Uh, if we finish April 1st or, you know, sometime in that month of April, 
we'd like to have that dedication and open house and be able to uh, share with the community what what the building looks like now is there anything you'd like to add um i think ted wrapped it up um yeah he hit on everything i could even come up with <laughs> well i'd like to thank both of you and the weddell brothers on behalf of the students at our high school we've seen how hard you guys have worked and we really appreciate it well i'm i'm hopeful that uh everyone will be as pleased as uh, I think they will be when this is all said and done because I, I think it's going to be a, a quality uh, building for our community. Yeah, quality, quality building and, and a considerable upgrade from what you guys had before. <laughs> for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kale. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Thundercast. Please tune in for our next episode coming very soon. If you have any suggestions or comments, please email us at thundercast.egreen.k12.in.us. You can subscribe to hear every episode of Thundercast on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Podbean. All content in this podcast is property of Eastern Green School Corporation and may not be used without express written permission. All rights reserved.